Mark Mark Hansen's here in case uh, we <laughs> we got we got any other questions. Um, six years ago, six years ago, I made it clear that the first two priorities of the city were to solve the city's fiscal problems and secondly to work on the challenges of poverty and, and equity and that we couldn't do the latter without uh, the first. So we've worked very diligently during this period of time to increase the city's tax base to build uh, both commercial and, and single-family residences uh, and to do it without compromising quality. And we've had a pretty good record the last couple of years once we got going, once we adopted the zoning code rewrite, once we adopted the downtown plan and made it very clear that we were going to welcome sustainable and environmentally uh, uh, highly standard uh, construction in the city. So we've been, as I would term it, uh, very pleasantly surprised with the assessments as they come in uh, this spring. It builds on the increases we've seen the last several years and, in fact, uh, significantly higher than we'd anticipated. The uh, overall increase is 10.2 percent. And what's really satisfying is that residential values grew 6.6 percent, and more importantly, commercial grew uh, by 16.6 percent. What this this means is is several things. First, that as we look at the proportion of the property tax paid by single-family homeowners as opposed to commercial properties, it's an improvement and it helps in a reversing a, a trend that went on for too long where uh, a greater and greater portion of the property tax was the responsibility of single-family homeowners. The second thing is it will provide us significant revenues for next year's budget and significantly improve um, our, our challenges in, in regards to providing a balanced budget for next year if, this is a big if, if the City Council stays within my goals of a roughly 2% increase on the, the average uh, family residence, uh, the home in the coming uh, year. That's the good news. Um, it's not a downside, but it should be understood that this does not reverse two trends that we've seen in recent years that remain a challenge. First, the first trend is the significant increase of our budget expenditures that go for debt service. That has not changed, and we are still going to be burdened with close to 15 to 17 percent of all of our revenues paying off debt. That is much too high, it has been too high, and it will continue to be too high unless the majority of the City Council is willing to come to, to grips with the, the enormous debt that we're carrying. 
The second challenge, the second problem, is that in terms of priorities, this does not in any way shift the disproportionate increase that we've got for police and fire services as compared to what we need to do in regards to community services and community-based facilities, whether they're neighborhood houses or libraries. So in terms of the part of building the tax base, we've done a good job at it. We continue to do a good job, and we'll stay in this, uh, on this course. In, in regards to controlling our appetite to spend, uh, we still have challenges. And we're building a Hotel California? Is that what's happening? That's going to fix all our problems. Uh, I'm done. Uh, that was, that's, that was my, my last comment. That was where I was concluding. And so with that, um, Mark's here. I don't know, Mark, do you want to add anything? Um, I, let, me, let, me, let me sort of introduce you by saying this. Um, notices will go out in the next couple of weeks. Um, we anticipate that, as usual, there will be some appeals. There's a process for appeals. Um, but we, we think that uh, uh, most everybody should be very satisfied uh, with, with the value of their property. Okay. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just say a few words. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, it, it, is, it is a pretty significant increase this year. The 10.2% is, is the largest overall increase we've seen since about 2002. Again, you know, a few years before the recession. And uh, as the Mayor mentioned, the bulk of it is, uh, is in the commercial property. So a lot of new apartment projects coming online, more in the works. We really took a, a close look at hotels this year because uh, they had some decreases during the recession that I think we need to catch up and get back up to reflect true market value on them now. And uh, land values is another thing we looked at. So uh, again, I think that will continue in this coming year. We, we're already seeing a lot of new plats coming in. We're seeing, again, more big commercial projects. And so I, 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 I wouldn't say, guarantee that we'll have 10% again this year, but uh, you know, I think we're I think I think we're on track for some healthy increases here, uh, as long as this uh, building continues. What do you attribute it to? Well, just the recovering economy. Uh, you know, some of these developers were sitting on plats that had been uh, laid out, you know, pre-recession, and for years and years, and now they're finally building. Uh, we we saw our first new condo plant since '07 this year. I mean, they just have not been building condos. And, and now we have two more coming in uh, for next year. So that's, that's a segment of the market that's just been uh, stagnant for, for quite a while. Um, and who knows when we'll see the end to the apartment building. It just seems like they just continue to build and build. Uh, I mean, it, I have heard that in other parts of the country where vacancy rates are now trying, now trending up. So maybe we'll see that at some point. I don't know what point that'll be, but um, a lot of buildings still going on there. Now let me add something we're doing in regards to the housing. 
Um, one of the concerns, one of the concerns that we've got, and has been for some time, is Madison's very low vacancy rate. With the 5,000 or more, close to 6,000 units, either completed in recent years or under construction, it's taken us for, from barely over a 1% vacancy rate to a little more than a 2%. And our goal is to get to a balanced market, which is 5%. And as was uh, put out by uh, a report a couple of years ago, if we were to keep building 1,000 new apartments a year uh, over the next decade, we wouldn't really nudge uh, that, that vacancy rate. So we have to continue to increase in regards to the construction of affordable housing, but we've also got to, uh, we've also got to increase our market housing. And I'm, I'm deeply concerned that we not run into the situation that we see in the San Francisco area. We're obviously far from it, but uh, with the growth in, growth in population, and in a, a growth in people employed in the technology sector and the demand for housing increasing, we've got choices. Those choices involve sprawl, which is of very little benefit to, to, to Madison or Dane County, or its greater density. And given that starter homes are increasing in price given the demand for them, the usual route, which is apartment, starter home, and then the larger home as we get to a family of four or five, is, is not going to be realistic. And uh, the solution lies in condominiums, condominiums, co-housing, and, and cooperatives. And this means a different type of housing that Madison um, has, has built in the past. In the future, when we talk condos, we're not talking uh, either small units for retirees or uh, very expensive units. We've got to think about condominiums in, in regards to um, we've got to think of condominiums in regards to three, four bedroom units for families that are affordable. And the market's not used to that. Lenders aren't used to it, developers aren't used to it. Neighborhoods, in terms of welcoming it, are not used to it. And uh, I have asked the, the plan department staff to start working on concepts and working on strategies to increase that housing stock in coming years. Uh, Mark indicated, you know, we hadn't seen condos of any kind in, in almost a decade. Now we're seeing a couple of different projects, but it's not just having more condo projects, but it's the type of housing. If we're going to have opportunities for families to follow what had been a traditional route in terms of starting out uh, as apartment renters and then moving on to starter housing with, with ownership. How does Madison compare to the rest of the state? Well, we've probably got the, the tightest housing market in the state, and we've also got uh, an appreciation in value. Uh, one of the things that we noticed was back in the 1960s, the value of all accessible real estate in Milwaukee was about three times uh, that of Madison. We saw in the 1990s 
that it had shrunk to two times the value. And if this continues, our estimates will be met that by 2020, the value of all real estate, accessible real estate in Madison, will be greater than that of Milwaukee. And, well, it's, it's, I'm, I'm not sure that that's good. Um, I mean, it's, it's nice to be number one, but we would certainly like to see a much stronger, uh, more robust uh, investment in, in the city of Milwaukee. I think that's really saying something too when you consider that we have the bulk of exempt properties in Madison. Oh, right. All the government property, and we figure a third of our of our total value of property is an exempt property. And yet we still have a value that's getting very close to Milwaukee's value. And on the on the starter housing front, um, we took a look at starter housing and we've looked at units that are nine hundred square feet or less and units that are in the range of 901 to 1,200 square feet or less. And in both categories in the last five years, there are fewer units available with a growing population. And that's not because of teardowns. It's because of expansions. I mean, we all know neighborhoods in the city and houses down the block that were, say, one-story bungalows. Additions have been put onto the back. Dormers have been added, uh, additional floors. And, and that's the direction we'll, we'll see uh, much of the city going on both the east and the west side. All right. Thank you.